0: Be for what community sounds like. Stay open.
1: Hey guys, this is Chris from Tap the Craft. I want to tell you about a new partner that we have for the show Bee Cups. Bee Cups is the world's first line of style specific beer cups for people on the go. Whether by the beach, pool, hiking, or on the boat, Bee Cups are great for any place you can't use glassware. They're dishwasher safe, lightweight, BPA free. Recyclable, and so clear that they often get mistaken for glass. They come as four packs on Amazon.com, but two packs and variety packs are available on their website at bcups.net. That's bcups.net. Go check it out.
2: Craft beer friends, and welcome to season six, episode six of Tap to Craft podcast. I am Denny Lewis coming to you from Boise, Idaho, and my partner in craft, the Wells Bro from Tampa, Florida, Mr. Chris McKenzie. How are you doing tonight, Chris? And what is in your glass?
1: uh Denny, I'm doing pretty amazing today. Had a, another day off. I swear the last time I talked to you guys, <laughs> it was a day off. <laughs> I'll admit, I worked for a couple hours this morning, but then. And we were able to take the day just to relax. Well, so. you you need that, right? You're... I do. Yeah, I do. I, I get told by so many people, they're like, you need to take time off. And yeah. Like, oh, no. Oh, no. But hey, we're doing really good. Um, In my glass this evening, I am drinking a barley wine, an American barley wine from Adroit Theory out in Virginia called the Tenebrous Ghost 699. Wow. And... It's a little on the sweet side, but I'm really <laughs> enjoying this one. <laughs> I mean, how sweet is it? Um, it's not uh angry chair sweet. Okay. Um I really even, I on a scale of 1 to 10, like 10 being, oh my gosh, this this is basically I pure sugar. Like, yeah, sugar water. Yeah. yeah. Um I I'd, I'd call it about a 6. Okay. All right. Yeah. So okay. it's it's good though. I like it. Um We'll see how it goes once it starts getting warmer and I've got, you know, 10 ounces in and 16 ounces because of course, you know, you know, I don't drink out of anything other than those, uh, 21 or 24 <laughs> ounce bottles <laughs> yeah. we're talking on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Go big or go home. Yeah. You might as well. Well, here's the thing. I have all these bottles still in my, in my beer cooler yeah. that yeah, once we clear them out, we're gonna start brewing beer again.
2: Well, yeah, but can't, I mean, I looked at your cooler and there's room to stack the bottles and put some wort in there. I tell you what, you come <laughs> up with a way that I can stack those bottles? You can't stack them too high. You can't put uh, one layer on the bottom, put like a piece of uh, board on top of it and then stack another layer on top. I don't know. Yeah. That that makes me nervous because none of the bottles are the same height. That's okay. You can you can put four on the corners. Put the other ones inside, and then stack. Put the oddball ones on top. I'm just trying to come up with solutions uh, right. to your problem. I'm willing.
1: <laughs> 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 I'm willing to explore these options along
2: with you. I mean, at least we'll- get one batch going, and then you can finish drinking the beers, and then put a second batch in the other side of the cooler.
1: All right. Well, we'll see how it goes. But then none of my beer will be cold. I know. First mm-hmm. world problems. I I, yeah. It. Or just buy another chest t- t- freezer. <sighs> Uh, all right, Let, let's let's not talk anymore about me and my beer problems. How the hell are you doing this evening? What's in your glass?
2: Well, I'm doing all right. I'm enjoying some uh, cooler weather here in the Boise area, and I actually have my window open. So if you guys hear any strange sounds of wildlife, then you know what's happening. I'm getting swarmed by birds or geese or something strange outside. So, but it's nice. It's a nice, cool breeze coming into my hot office, and uh, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying the evening. And I'm drinking a local beer from Sockeye Brewing. It's their Horse Thief Hazy IPA. And, um, I got a six pack of this and I'm drinking the very last one right now. I enjoyed this easy drinking hazy IPA. It's got good flavor. It's probably my favorite hazy from Sockeye of the different ones they do. I think this is my favorite one. It just is smooth, uh, tasty and, uh, not too, not too heavy on alcohol. They have a, Another one, I think it's called Sunbeam Imperial Hazy. And I don't like drinking that one because it's just a little bit too boozy for me. I don't like to have that, that little bit, you know, too much booziness. But this one's just right. Yeah. So that's what I'm drinking.
3: All right.
2: All right. And, uh, you know, we had a little pre talk. Let's get right into the show. It's going to be a fun show. Uh, it's our annual Great American Beer Festival show. So it's always fun to talk, find out who won, and talk about uh, our favorite um, breweries that are winning awards. But before we get into that, uh, in case we have anyone new listening to this show, Tap to Craft Podcast is an educational podcast. We focus around celebrating all things craft beer because we want to help all of our listeners along in your craft beer journeys. And you're listening to episode 136. We're recording on Monday, October 7th, 2019. And in this show, like I already mentioned, we're going to be talking about the Great American Beer Festival uh, 2019 Uh, You know, how big it was, how many beers and breweries entered, and, of course, some of the winners in the different states that uh, we reside in, and, uh, you know, some of the top uh, entered categories, what beers won those categories, because those are the ones that are really special, because if you have, you know, if you're going against 350 other beers in that category, and you come in one, two, and three, that's a that's a pretty big win right there.
1: That's pretty impressive.
2: Yeah, and, and we've got three voicemails and a number of listener conversations and uh, feedback that we're going to be going over, too. So we have a nice, interesting show. And, uh, of course, you can count on Chris and I having some great conversation along the way. And let's get this conversation started by uh, finding out what our listeners are drinking, according to uncontapped
1: Yeah, so if you guys would like to be... Uh featured i guess would be the uh, the way to look at it if you wanted to be featured on this make sure you're following me on untapped and you can find me at mck1345 and uh we normally record pretty much around the same time denny mm-hmm. uh normally around mondays at around eight thirty eastern standard time yeah so <clears throat> uh occasionally though we mix it up so just make sure you check into your beers <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna uh there's there's been a lot of drinking going on in the last 24 hours so we're gonna hit on the on the best and the biggest or the worst and the smallest rating Ooh, yeah that's, uh, i can't wait for those <laughs> i like to see I, those I'd, i i f- flip i quickly flipped through a lot of these check-ins i didn't see anything horrible just yet but uh well let's let's see what we come across um so we're going to start with Mr. Johan Hallberg. He's drinking an Orbit by Temple House. I'm going to stick with that. I <laughs> um, <clears throat> only gave this one two, two and three quarters caps. Uh, and I like to start with him. And Like I said, I was going to go with the big ratings and the, and the low ratings. But I like to start with him, too, because a lot of times he's working that night shift yeah. uh, when we do record. So I want to get Johan in here. He writes, fruity but thin, some bitterness hint of plastic notes in both aroma and finish unfortunately uh so like i said two and three quarters caps on that one um that's my check-in from earlier which we'll get into some of those later um david campbell my buddy here in tampa he's drinking a yellow belly by buxton brewery at caribou and i'm not exactly sure what at caribou means Hmm. oh david is in ireland
2: Oh, you know what? So it
1: Yeah. Is it from Yellow Belly Brewing? No, 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 not Yellow Belly Brewing. Um it's from from Buxton Brewery and a lot of people have probably actually seen this beer and just might not know what it's called. So it's a bottle uh that's wrapped in a white paper bag and it looks like it has two eyes cut out of it and I know it's been a little controversial uh because it kind of looks like a member of the KKK. Oh. Oh, um, uh, so it's been very controversial in the past few years, just because of uh what it looks like, and of course, he didn't give any ratings on oh, it oh come guess. on no kind no of, comment or anything about it, no, no, and he's drinking at caribou and caribou is in Galway, oh okay, in Ireland yeah, so uh he also I believe uh David commented on on our show after we recorded um the after Ireland show um. So I guess he's finally there. I know he was uh, talking about going. Well, and, uh, yeah,
2: yeah, that's good. I've got two other people on my Untap that are there right now also in the same area. In uh, oh. Kill- Killarney mm-hmm. and in the uh, uh, the Dingle area right there by Galway. Uh, okay. David, from another David. This is uh, <laughs> uh, David uh, Bizzle. And he's, uh, he's, he's there. I think his son is working in Ireland. So this is like his second or third trip to Ireland. And he, okay. he was staying in Kil, Kilkearney at the same time as the other young lady that's, uh, from Israel that's there, uh, Yano, Yano. And so she's also there drinking in Kil, Kilcarny, uh, or Kilarney, Kilarney. <laughs> I always get that mixed <laughs> up because Kilkinny and Kilarney. So mm-hmm. Killarney. Uh, and it's funny because, you know, they're, they're drinking at places that, that I drank out there. So it just brings back memories. And, uh, I watched a little video of David's, uh, driving and it just reminded me of me driving over there in those, uh, windy, yeah, small, small roads. And I have video. I need to put it into a, I've, I've been meaning to go through and editing some of my, my drives and cut out mm-hmm. the interesting parts and, uh, and put it up on, on the, you know, either Facebook or YouTube or something so that people could see uh you know see some of the driving some of my awesome driving over in ireland
1: now when you guys were over there were you in a small car yeah
2: yeah all the cars yeah. were small it was a little opal corsa, oh.
1: corsa i mean <laughs> i it think exactly what car that yeah is.
2: it's a little teeny car and we fit three people and our luggage all fit in there perfectly it was an awesome oh, wow. car uh manual transmission uh you know it, you know right hand drive left-hand stick operation mm-hmm. driving on the uh, left-hand side of the road so it was very uh, interesting but hey I I picked it up very quickly and drove like a champ for right. for the whole time I was there so it's pretty cool All
1: right so and also it looks like David's trying a couple of different um years of this yellow belly so yellow belly and then yellow belly 2019 um and the 2019 is called ceased and desisted final batch Uh, (laughs) So, like the uh like i mentioned the uh there's been some controversy around the that actual beer just because of how it looks so maybe that's the this is the last year they're making it who knows Uh, um johan Halberg again drinking boogie ipa by duck pond brewing company Uh, and he gave us one three and a half caps okay um the picture was really cool uh it's very simple just um I like the design on the can, but it's it's a very simple design and nothing crazy and, you know, punny about mm-hmm. it. Um, but three and a half caps on that one. Um, <clears throat> going through my check-ins, I checked into a bunch of stuff today, which we'll get into here in a little bit. And we're going to go with Tara Carlson's check-in oh. to a free-flow IPA by Otter Creek Brewing. She may have only given it three and a half caps. But she writes, perfectly satisfying beer, wonderfully functional b cups. <laughs> Thank you, Tap the Craft and Fermented Reality. So I'd imagine that they got their their B cups and uh yep, drinking her uh, IPA right out of that right out of that B cup. <clears throat> and I hope you guys uh enjoy your vacation. Yeah, yeah. That's what you commented on. Uh I'll go ahead and click toast on that one. <laughs> uh, um and, of course, Jim Kudzal, he checked into the F- Free Flow IPA by Otter Creek Brewing. Hazy and tropical like a New England IPA, but with a classical bitter finish of a West Coast IPA. First use of Terra's B-Cups. There's a joke in there. I mean, it alone. <laughs> 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 and he gives that one three and three quarters caps on that. Free flow IPA. Uh, Jeff Seiler is drinking a Martin by Fonta Flora brewery he writes. Excellent. Martin, malty, bready and tasty Four caps. Uh, Matt Douglas, my buddy, one of my buddies here in Tampa is drinking a pirate weekend by Prairie artisan ales. Mm. He just writes so good. Thanks. Kevin G five cap rating on that one. Um, Jeff Seiler again is drinking one hop this time. Two hops this time uh, by Night Shift Brewing. And he writes, very nice IPA, tropical and tasty. My first night shift beer. Great stuff. Mm. Four caps on that one.
2: Yeah, I've, I've heard good things about my, Night Shift. It's one those... I
1: have as well. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever had any, but I have as well. Um, On to the next. Mark Church. He's drinking a Java Magic by guess who? Trek Brewing. Trek Brewing at Trek Brewing Company, oh. and he writes, Trek hit a home run with this one. Oh, Great nice. coffee taste, five cap rating from oh. Mr. Mark Church. Damn. And then, last but not least, Mr. Chad Lamasa. he's drinking a Rhino Fest by Lost Rhino Brewing Company. Uh, he only gave it three and three quarters caps, but he writes, first of all, the barcode is in the shape of a rhino. I don't know why <laughs> that this makes me happy. Uh, and he writes, this is a very Martin." That was, uh, And then writes, malt with a bit of sweetness. So, Sweet. Yeah. So that's what everybody's drinking on this Monday evening.
2: All right. Well, you know what? Why don't we just go right in from what everyone's drinking to what everything you've been drinking. You had an event that you, I mean, not really an event, but you did go out brewery hopping today. So why don't you go ahead and talk about that?
1: Yeah. So like I mentioned, we kind of had a day off today. Um, and Mondays, Megan and I try to kind of have a day just for us just to, you know, go unwind a little bit. And she said, why don't we go over to uh, a town called Dunedin, which has about seven breweries within walking distance if you really want to walk. Um, but, uh, we decided to go start today at a Dunedin brewery, which is according to them, Florida's oldest microbrewery. But if you go right down the street, (laughs) Caldonia Brewing Company (laughs) They take that claim of Florida's oldest microbrewery. Oh, okay. So I don't know which one's true or not, or which one's true, or who is the oldest. But uh, Dunedin Brewery, anything I've ever had from them, they put out some really good stuff. So um, today, when I went in there, uh, Megan, <clears throat> excuse me, Megan went with a Berliner that was just called Work Party, uh, and for some reason, I didn't try her beer. Now that oh. I think about it. Uh, but I started off with. Uh, a beer called seven dwarves the of the a ah- <laughs> seven <laughs> dwarves of the ah- hoppalips all right uh, um gave this one 3, three and 3 quarters caps uh, as an american ipa while it was it was on their menu it was um there was a n- note in there about it being a west coast style ipa um but what i what i was surprised to see is that i got actually some oxidized flavors out of it. Uh-oh. So, I don't know if it was just old not popular or maybe something was up with it, so I'm not entirely sure. Uh it wasn't wasn't awful though. So, I I drank it like a responsible adult. Of course. But we uh grabbed a snack there and then moved on over to Soggy Bottom Brewery, which was barely a quarter mile away. Um but Dunedin is a really cool little town, so if if anybody gets a chance to come out here, Uh, They have a really cool little downtown area. It's kind of up and coming, lots of little shops and restaurants and breweries. And it's right on the water, so that doesn't hurt either. Uh, I've got got some good seafood restaurants over here. But over at Soggy Bottom, we went with a flight and had anything from their toasted coconut porter to their Bavarian IPA. And of course, we had to have a pumpkin beer since it's on called Pumpkin Slaughter. Okay, I got to uh, stop you at Bavarian IPA. That's not real. Oh, <laughs> uh, it is. That's what it was called. It's, was it's call labeled it. as Yeah, it's labeled as an American IPA. Okay. Um so the reason that it was called that is because it's a single it's single hopped with uh Mandarina Bavaria hops. Oh, okay. Okay. So not in, not entirely. Yeah, yeah. False. It, it was yeah, was it based it off the hop uh Yeah.
2: Okay. I got you.
1: Yeah, and then the last one we had in our flight was called the Brewing Berliner. So it was uh, just a sour or the uh, the Berliner Weiss, um, not flavored or anything. So it, to me, it was a little thin, but mm. a little too tart. Um, it was maybe not thin, maybe um, it almost tasted diluted. Oh, wow. Which I don't know, it, was just the, it wasn't like the the normal flavor I'm used to. But hey, yeah, you know, get to try them out. Uh, out of those four that I tried though, uh, the toasted coconut Porter was probably my favorite. Okay. Um, so it wasn't like a very fake coconut flavor. It was, it was very, very natural. Yeah. Um, but it also, the flavor made the beer taste very creamy too. Yeah. Yeah. So that one got, that one got four caps out of me. Uh, still, still not better than Hawaiian lion from big top. Oh yeah. So good. But I, uh, you know, I I would definitely take this in a pinch. Um, <laughs> but the but the IPA, the Bavarian IPA, uh, held a very close second. That uh, okay. was yeah, that was really good. So once we left Soggy Bottom Brewing Company, we went on over to Seventh Sun Brewing. Ooh! Wow! Yeah. So they have two locations here in Tampa. One is in Dunedin, which is their original location, and the other one is over just north of Tampa in an area of town called Seminole Heights, where we used to live. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went in, um, Megan stuck with her, uh, her trend of Berliners today, got yeah. one called Freak Your Tiki, which, uh, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> which is the story that they put along with it, at least on the, on the beer page of Untapped is that one day Tiki saw a woman swimming in a lake and was overcome by her beauty. Mm. She seduced Tiki, and the rest was history. Oh, yeah. Cherry, mango, guava, passion fruit, and <laughs> vanilla are the seductress of this beer, creating a Tiki-inspired twist on a classic Berliner Weiss. Get freaky. Wow. I feel like getting freaky. Well, we did end up buying a four-pack of that, too, yeah. so that's that's here in the house. We also bought a four-pack of a Sakura Obscura. Oh, yeah. I like that one. That's yeah. I, I really like that one. That was good. Yeah, there was that one and there was another one that they had, um, called, do you even Sudachi, bro? <laughs> oh, wow. No, nice. I didn't know what Sudachi was and I had had this beer before, um, I think at a, at a festival or something, but Sudachi is a fruit, if I'm even pronouncing that right. Um, it's a small round green citrus fruit of Japanese origin that is a specialty in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, not eaten as a fruit but used as a food flavoring in place of lemon or lime oh okay so uh according to this is wikipedia is uh it's a genetic analysis will show that it's to be the product of a cross between a yuzu and another citrus akin to the koji and the tachibana orange so there there's your uh food lesson for the day yeah yeah um but yeah we went with that one um freaky tiki i had their new england ipa called clickbait and um it, i tell you what it's been a, it was a nice fall day here in in tampa we got to sit and watch a rainstorm come through uh and there was a nice breeze and i think we topped out at about 84 today
2: wow it's a cool cool day for you
1: it is and now here i continue <laughs> my beer drinking right here with you wow
2: that's an awesome day and uh, you're finishing off strong with the barley wine. And that's not your only beer. I'm sure you're going to have something else after that one, right?
1: <laughs> I don't
2: know. <laughs> you I'd might really be done.
1: Pre- yeah, I'd really prefer not to wake up hungover tomorrow. Okay. But I did. I was responsible. We had food at a couple of places. Uh, I had glasses of water in between beers. Okay, So good. I, I should be okay. Good. I should be okay. Yeah, you're a smart drinker for sure. Good well, for I you. also had to drive... Um, once we got to about five five thirty, we had to start making our way back home, and from where we were without traffic was well, when we left this afternoon, it was fifty three minutes, to oh get wow, home yeah, or to to get over to that side of the bridge. so once the uh traffic started, uh it ended up taking us about an hour and fifteen hour and twenty minutes to get home today, so okay, and
2: you still made it in time for the show absolutely You're, yeah, awesome, awesome. Well, um, let me talk about a couple beers. I do have some noteworthy beers this this episode. Last episode, I didn't have anything. I wasn't drinking much new. Uh, I hadn't gone to the co-op for a month, and uh, yeah, so I went to the co-op. So now I have some <laughs> I have some beers to talk about. But uh, the first one wasn't got. Oh, we didn't get this to the co-op. Actually, Sarah went to uh, Costco to go, you know, get some. Some stuff at Costco, and you know, every time we go through Costco, we always go and look at the beer, and, and see if there's anything special. Because for one thing, Costco can get some pretty nice beers uh, at a reasonable price in those 22 ounce bottles that they they have on the end cap of our beer aisle. And so, a lot of times we don't see anything that's you know strikes our fancy, and sometimes you know we do. And she found one that that she thought I would for sure enjoy, and it's Founders Brewing, and it's their undercover or no underground Mountain Brown Imperial Brown Ale, and I'll tell you what, uh, she picked this 22 ounce bottle up for me and and uh, brought it home and I and I drank it, and I'll tell you it was fantastic. I mean I love good brown ales. Uh, this brown ale had uh, was also had Sumatra coffee in it, uh, and it was aged in oak barrels for some number of months in the Caves underground of what you know, with the secret caves of founders, <laughs> their, their uh, you know whatever their uh, their storage area where they they let their their beers age, and man, this was so good. I've had Imperial Browns before that the brown the 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 beer character and it, it couldn't hold up to the higher alcohol right. The alcohol took over and it became too boozy, kind of burny. Uh, you know, and just takes the when it becomes too boozy, it takes away from the enjoyment of of the beer. This one didn't have that uh y- you honestly couldn't tell that this was like a t- i don't know ten or twelve percent beer. I can't remember off the top of my head what it was, but a a pretty big beer you you could not tell it was that big. The coffee flavor uh was handled really well it you know it just. It had that that subtle coffee flavor without the bitterness added. Uh, And the oak barrel age, again, worked really well with this beer. And I've really, really thoroughly enjoyed this beer. Gave this one a four and a half cap rating. And I recommend anyone out there who can go find this underground mountain brown imperial brown ale, uh, go get it. It's really good. Really good. Uh, The second beer is another brown ale. Wow, I'm on a brown ale uh, uh, kick right now. Uh, It's from Cigar City. It's the Maduro brown ale. And why am I drinking this? Because, yes, Cigar City is finally distributing in Boise, and I'm so happy. I've picked up a few of their beers, uh, and I hadn't had this beer before, and I'd heard good things about it, and you know what? It did not disappoint me. I really enjoyed this standard brown ale uh, they call it sessionable. Uh, I think it is kind of sessionable, but not in the, in the sense of of low alcohol. I think it's still like six percent alcohol. Yeah, I want to
1: say it's it's somewhere between five and six percent. Yeah,
2: so it's yeah five to six percent. So I, in my mind, it's not a session ale, mm-hmm. but it's very easy drinking, very smooth, yeah. and I just love the flavor. And uh, this one also got a nice four and a half cap rating, you know, from me. And I'm going to be picking up. Uh, some six packs of this just to keep in my fridge and enjoy uh, when I want a brown ale. Uh, just a good, solid, flavorful brown ale. Now, I don't know if it's meant to have all these flavors in there, but I definitely got um, a little bit of a hint of of some coffee. I, I don't mm-hmm. think they, you know, they don't put coffee in it, but I think some of the roastiness maybe comes across as a just a little light light uh, uh, coffee hint with that roasted malt. And also yeah. some some chocolate now, not overly chocolate, just in the very finish of this beer. Uh, as I, you know, as I'm uh, going over the, the taste in the back of my throat, I feel like there might be just a little hint of, of, of chocolate flavor in there too. Uh, and, and some toffee, some toffee character. And I mean, all those flavors just go really well together and they're not overdone. They're just, they all kind of blend well and
1: just make a very tasty beer. Yeah. And you're, and you're not the only one that said that. I believe one of our listeners said, um, that they tasted some coffee in there. That was a few episodes ago, but I, I do remember somebody bringing that up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, hey, if you're in Boise, uh, go get some Cigar City beers. Um, I did have the hi again. I've had it before. Uh, I just wanted to have it where it was maybe a little bit fresher, maybe in case the other one wasn't fresh. And, and honestly, I think I said the same thing last time I had it. Uh, it's an okay beer. There's nothing wrong with it. But it's, I think that it was in its prime, you know, five, six years ago. When the IPA craze wasn't as huge as it is now. And now we've come to expect our IPAs to be this big spectacular, you know, flavor, huge flavor and, and stuff going on. Um, so I think I'm just too late to the game, right? It took me too long to try the beer. And it's still a decent beer. But in my book, it's a three and a half cap rating beer, not a five beer or four and a half beer. Like it probably was, you know, four or five years
1: ago. Yeah, I would I would agree with you on that one. I I tried actually uh a few months ago I picked up a six pack or something. I was like, "Oh, you know, it's good solid beer." And you know, there wasn't really a whole lot of other other things that I wanted to grab mm-hmm. and checked it. It was still pretty fresh and I mm-hmm. grabbed it and went home and drank it and I was like, "You know what? This this just isn't what I remember <laughs> it being." Yeah. Yeah, I think just times have changed, right? And we've
2: had so much flavorful IPAs that that's what we expect in a at least what I expect now in a in a beer that I'm going to rate a high rating now than I would have done, you know,
1: five, six years ago. Oh, yeah, we're absolutely spoiled now. Yeah,
2: yeah, and talk about being spoiled. My last beer I'm going to talk about is, is the Fort George Three-Way IPA. This is a 2019 edition. Now, they released a few different versions of this beer with different hop varieties they use. And this one I'm going to talk about is with the Strata hop. And the Strata hop is a fairly new hop, that was introduced in Oregon. Uh, I think some University of Oregon uh, farmers or whatever, they came up with this strain of hop called Strata that um, I haven't had a lot of beers with, but the ones I have had I've really enjoyed. And I'll tell you what, this this uh, version of the three-way IPA is fantastic. And um, I'm enjoying this one better than the one I had before, which I don't know if I talked about on the show or not. I, they had one earlier in the in the year I or a month ago or so I had I and it was okay, but nothing special. This one is really good. Um it's it's a collaboration with Cloudburst Brewing out of Seattle, Washington, and also Ruse Brewing in Portland. And I'm a huge fan of Cloudburst. Uh when John and I were would visit each other in Seattle, we'd go to Cloudburst and have some beers at the brewery there and, and they make some very, very good hoppy beers. So if you have a chance to get some Cloudburst beer, you should uh for sure go and 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 grab grab some of their beer it's very very tasty but i gave this one a four and a quarter rating for a nice uh collaboration hazy ipa the three-way from fort george all right chris why don't you go ahead and talk about a couple more beers
1: that you uh that you had this week okay so i had i'm sorry i had to test my mute button because uh the usual stuff that pops up in my picture on the hangouts thing wasn't there i figured i was uh Talking to Megan and everybody was hearing what I was saying. No, no, we didn't but, hear anything. <laughs> good. If you did, you can't repeat it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sexy talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you only knew. Um, so the first beer that it was uh, that we had was going to be from Untitled Art. It was called their Juicy IPA Version Six. Uh, we had this and the next beer I'm going to talk about while we were out at dinner the other night. I mean, this was just a tropical juicy. Well let's just be cliche about it and call it a tropical juice bomb mm-hmm. because that, that's what it was. Um, it was very low in bitterness, uh, and it, it, the bitterness kind of came on and then disappeared. It just went away completely. And I really enjoyed that so much so that, um, that beer disappeared way too quickly. Wow. Uh, so I had to get another one. Um, another, but I gave, another juicy IPA or a different? Yeah. Pre- oh. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. I had that one. Uh, but I gave that <laughs> one 4.25 caps on, on taps. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. I was eating. Uh, I don't really remember what I was eating.
2: You were drinking the beer is all you remember. That was so. Yeah.
1: That's the important part. Yeah. The food's always good at that place. But, you know, the beer is the important part. Um, and then they had another beer on tap that I had no idea even existed. Now. We talk about Oscar Blue's 1050 fairly regularly on this show, mm-hmm. uh, even the barrel-aged versions. Um, but I was very surprised to see this on their menu. It was a barrel-aged version of 1050 Tenf- called Hot Buttered Rum. Oh, sounds good to me. <laughs> no, I would imagine that this is uh, aged in rum barrels, mm-hmm. uh, but it was like mixing... A, mixing like those rum candies and like buttered rum candies and a stout a barrel aged stout. It was absolutely wonderful. Super boozy. Uh-oh. But it was uh but it was very good. I was very fortunate that this restaurant was uh willing to pour me a at least a shot glass worth of it just to try it because they were selling it in a um it was a thirteen percent beer. They were selling it ten dollars for a six ounce pour.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. I've had that before,
1: <laughs> which I am all about trying new beers, but I, I could not see dropping 10 bucks on that. Um, so I made sure to kind of make it up in the tip that I gave the waitress. She took really good care of us, but, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> it was, uh, it was good. Uh, but like I said, super, super boozy. And after the two uh, IPAs that I had, there was no way that I was going to be able to safely have a six-ounce pour of thirteen percent beer and then yeah. drive the five minutes home. Yeah, <laughs> it does not happen. Anymore.
2: Yeah, it's kind of a uh, yeah. It's kind of like the other. There's a few beers like that where it's it's really strong and really boozy, and mm-hmm. it it just feels like as soon as you drink it, you're going to be like wasted off your off your, you know. You'll be wasted. Ass. You're wasting yeah. off your ass, Danny. Uh, the, the one that, that hit me pretty hard was, uh, Boulevard Brewing. They have their rye on rye on rye. It's like, uh-huh. it's the rye, uh, different rye barrels. It's been in, And it's like super, like 16% alcohol or maybe even higher. I don't even know. It's oh, some geez. huge, huge beer. And, uh, I, I took a, uh, I took a four-ounce taster of it, and I could hardly finish that four-ounce taster because it was so damn boozy. I was just like, this is good. I like the rye flavor, but my gosh, it's just burning going down. It was just so strong.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt like I was ready to fuel the rocket ship. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. When, I, yeah don't, when I took the first taste of it. Yeah, don't bring an open flame near it. It's going to mm-hmm. flame up That's for pretty, sure. It was pretty good. Um, and yeah, like I said, I was just glad to be able to try it out. But uh, get, ended up giving that one 4.25 caps as well, mm-hmm. and then my last one I'm going to talk about was from our uh, our adventures today was from Soggy Bottom Brewing that Toasted Coconut Porter I gave four caps to, and again it was just it was such a natural coconut flavor and the fact that the beer was creamy I don't know if it was because of the coconut, uh, but it was just it was super easy to drink and um, I really enjoyed that one. Good, nice, yeah. I'll I have to. For sure. I
2: love I loved coconut porters and brown ales and stuff. I just love coconut, and, and that sounds pretty tasty. I'll have to mm-hmm. look for that when I come visit Florida. One day. One day. One day. All right. Well, hey, we had some great beers to talk about. I hope our listeners can go out and find these beers yourselves and enjoy them, as Chris and I did. Um, let's get into some voicemail. We have three voicemails to uh, play for you tonight. And the first voicemail is from our buddy Chad Lamas. You guys all remember him from a couple episodes ago. He was on as a guest host. And uh, let's go ahead and listen to what he has to say. Hey, guys, it's Chad. Just wanted to call in.
3: Um, first, thanks again for allowing me to be on the show. That was the most fun I've had outside of a concert for quite a while. Uh, anyway, I had a few things on my mind. September 28th, uh, Cindy and I went to see Jay Bird at the 930 Club in D.C. And I made to listen to the episode I was on. And she doesn't really do like that. Also, my friends are still lame and will not listen to the episode. Even the one that I raised the glass to against the episode. (laughs) Um, Just a few comments and questions in reference to it. First, I did get to try that Nitro pumpkin. I still prefer the regular version of it, but I did give this a four and a half cap rating. As you guys know, I typically don't like Nitros, but I've had three different ones from them, and I've enjoyed all of them maybe the southern tier just figured out how to do it right. Um, I've been back to polls a couple of times and told the owner about the episode and he said he'd post it to their social feeds. I'm uh, not sure if he did or not. He may have got sidetracked and forgotten, but honestly, I haven't gone to look either. I also asked him if he's interested in distribution of the beers or if he just wants to stay in-house only. He said, if I distribute, I can only sell my beer for $2. If I sell it here, I can sell it for six. more than enough sense to me. Um, Uh, 9.3 Club had a Saison on tap. I totally forget which brewery it was from. I almost bought it. (laughs) Just, you know, it was.
2: Thank you, Chad. And uh, Chad did write back uh, a, a little message to our email saying that uh, Pools Brewery did uh, go ahead and uh, share uh, the the post that uh, he made. So uh, awesome. thank you to Pools for for sharing the, the show. I really appreciate that. And uh, what about Ibor uh, City, Chris? What do you, what can you tell us about this place?
1: All right. So the best way I can uh the best way I can describe it is like our version of New Orleans. Mm. Um, so it's it's basically a lot of different bars or restaurants, uh, in a very small section just east of downtown Tampa. Uh but it was actually where a lot of uh the cigar makers and things kind of made their home in the tur at the turn of the century. Hence the reason we're called Cigar City. Oh. Uh but they um that was that was kind of the, the the biggest area for cigars at that time. Uh, but there's a lot of history that goes in there as well. But we we go, we f- literally go to Ybor City on Saturday nights to drink beer, and people watch. Oh, because the insane things that you see on a regular basis, like there was a approximately sixty to seventy year old man last last week walking around in an angel costume. <laughs> okay, with a ha sparkly halo and everything white robe wings um so you know just you see stuff like that, or it's uh definitely not the most family friendly place chad i would I would definitely agree with that um and we kind of have this running joke uh that why do people bring their kids to ebor in the evening, especially on Friday or Saturday nights because I'm surprised at the things that I see. When I'm down there, let alone what a seven-year-old or someone's kids are going to see while they are there. And uh, it's just a lot of fun. It's entertaining just to sit back and watch that place unfold. Okay. So we, we, like I said, we go go to this place called the Brass Tap, grab a couple beers. We have the same waitress normally, uh, the same couple of seats, and we all just go sit out there and hang out. Nice. Yeah, it's yeah, a good place. It's I would almost equate people watching in Ebor as to uh, people watching in like Walmart. <laughs> oh wow! At two thirty in the morning. <laughs> well, hey, who doesn't like to
2: people watch? And especially I love if it. you're people watching with a beer and you're able. Now, are you able to make a little little wisecracks to yourself without getting beat up, or you gotta watch what you say? Oh saying? yeah,
1: no, no, no. We're we're very we're very mindful of that. Um yeah, we're we're very mindful of that, but yes, that's that's part of the fun. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, anything from, uh, like I said, the the sixty or seventy year old guy wearing the angel outfit to, um, right across the street is normally a group of of protesters telling everybody that they're going to hell. <laughs> um, to, I mean. People just wearing the smallest amounts of clothing that they can possibly get away with without getting charged with indecent exposure. Uh, I mean, it's 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 ebor okay. uh, That's the best way I could tell you. Yeah, uh, unless mm-hmm. you see it for yourself.
2: <laughs> All right, we need to make a trip there too. Okay, I'm marking down these spots
1: we got to go to when I visit. So. But just like <laughs> I told you about with uh, for Sarah, though, make a lot of good mojitos in in Ybor. Ah, yes, the mojito. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, so. she's also, she likes
2: mojitos and lemon drops. Those are two, her two favorites right now.
1: Okay. Well, you can get all that with within a couple of block walking <laughs> radius where we sit. Cool. And uh, his last uh, comment is yeah, I, uh,
2: I did say pour it right down the middle, but reality is, is I usually will pour, you know, a half, half the glass down, down the, the side a 45-degree angle, and then I pour the last half straight down the middle, and that does agitate the beer. Now, I know it's not the best to generate too much oxygen in the beer because that could change the the beer, but I like to have, you know, if I can, I like to have a head on the beer. So when you see my untapped photos, um, you'll see that most of them have a big, giant head because I like to have that head uh, to kind of, you know, trap in those flavors and so I, I you know i'll take a sip usually before the head gets all the way down and i can then have a little taste you know nose full of foam with the flavors and uh, the beer at the same time and and i'm kind of weird that way but yeah i i mean my sarah hates it when i pour beer and it's got a big head on there she'll go over to the sink and she'll knock the head off into the sink oh. before she starts to drink it she's like come on honey you have to you know i made this beautiful head for her yesterday <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I poured this beer, and I, and the, and the beer was a high quality beer. That the head, the head was like perfect. It was stand, it was like really thick and dense, and it was standing up, and it it made like a cur, a curly cue head on top. It was like raised up, like an inch above the glass, perfectly. I said, "Look at that head," and she's like, "Oh, that's cute." And then she went over there and knocked it off into the sink and drank her beer. So uh, yeah, but yeah, I'm kind of weird that way. But uh, but no, I don't pour the whole thing straight down. Um like I said, usually half at a forty five degree angle, and then I pour the last half straight in to generate that head mm-hmm. and and now you know why all my photos have huge heads uh, beer heads on there <laughs> so thank you thank you chad for uh for uh calling in and clarifying some stuff i'm i'm uh, I'm sad you didn't go ahead and try that stays on, but hey, you know what I'll accept a rye beer because I love rye beers myself, so anything with rye is good all right. Our next voicemail is from our buddy Jim, who was on the last episode. He couldn't get enough. He wanted on the show again. Hey, Jim, you can call in every single episode. We would love to hear from you. So let's hear what Jim has to say tonight. Hi, Denny
0: and Chris. Uh, this is Jim Kudzol from Maryland. I want to thank you guys for uh, inviting me on uh, to the last episode. I had a great time. Uh, Hopefully, we can do it again sometime later down the road, and I'd encourage uh, all the other listeners to uh, uh, do the same. Come on. I'd love to hear your story, and I'm sure others would as well, so uh, um, hop to it. I also want to mention that uh, Tara this week finally got her B-Cups from that contest from that earlier uh, uh, episode. We haven't christened them yet. Uh, I think we're going to do that uh, either tonight or, or tomorrow. Uh, she'll definitely be taking a picture, posting it on um, uh, Untapped. So look for her uh, Untapped. Uh, we have to find the appropriate beer uh, for that. And then just one final thing, because I know I only got three minutes. Uh, <laughs> uh,
1: we, He's learning.
0: And I and the two girls are venturing off uh, to Europe this weekend. Uh, We're there for two weeks, and uh, uh, we're certain to to hit some beer spots uh, while we're there. And if anything real interesting happens, uh, I'll report it on uh, the other side. So just want to say hi to everybody, and um,
2: looking forward to the next episode. Thanks. Awesome, Jim. Hey, that was only a minute and a half. So on your next one, you can definitely lengthen a little bit longer if you wanted to. But hey, I really appreciate the feedback. Uh, we loved having you on. Of course, you can come on again anytime. Uh, and I really appreciate, Jim, that you uh, are reaching out to our other listeners to tell them, that, hey, come on the show. The guest host with us. And we all want to learn about your craft beer journeys out there. So take Jim's suggestion and come uh, contact us and and we'll get you on a show we'll hear about your beer stories for sure and i'm glad that as we already talked about uh you know we just uh read about the the beer drinking from the b cups in uh, today i guess they were posted so that was nice yeah
1: we just read those uh just read those check-ins
2: yeah and then of course a european vacation for two weeks wow hey there's going to be some good beer check-ins for sure. So we'll be following you guys and, and enjoying uh, visiting Europe ourselves through your untapped check in So have fun and be safe out there. All right, one last voicemail. And this is coming from the other half of the Kudzel family, Tara Carlson. So let's hear what Tara has to say.
0: Hi, this is Tara Carlson. I love the show. And I thought that blast from the past that uh, first brew buzz segment Denny Luce did for 40 craft was absolutely adorable I think um, that the show is at its best when someone is given Denny Luce <laughs> a little bit of a hard time he handles it so well and um, I think I am going to try that trick of drinking out of a paper bag <laughs> see what it does to the flavors so keep up the good work thanks a lot bye
1: that was a pretty awesome episode by the way. Well thank you, thank you. yes. Uh, <laughs> I could only hear the frustration in your voice just a little.
2: Well, you have to remember that I joined on there and everyone was at the time was drinking beer like for you know like drinking mm-hmm. old Milwaukee and all these uh, you know malt liquors and stuff and, and then drinking Bud Light and Coors and you know drinking just regular domestic beer. And when I came on, they started to uh, try some craft beer. And so by the time I got to this, by the time I started the first um, Buzz segment, I think I had been on like 10 episodes, and uh, I, I slowly started getting them to try beers on the show, and they were, you know, starting to like them, and there's some they didn't like, but they started to grab a, you know, get a taste for what they liked and didn't like, and then by the time I got the first uh, Buzz segment where I decided to go ahead and do some beer education on there... Uh, I, you know i just want to start off with hey let's start off e- easy here and 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 when you're drinking craft beer you need to drink it in a glass because the guys were drinking them out of the can and the bottle and i said you know it's if you really want to enjoy that beer you can't just muffle that flavor and aroma inside that small little opening that you're trying to drink from you really need to open it up in the glass and so i said let me do a let me go ahead and uh, do a, a a segment that will tell people how to drink their craft beer if you want to really enjoy the, what it has to give, you know, offer to you, then you really need to drink it out of a out of a glass so you can get the full experience. So, trying to get that point across, I did get a little frustrated because they just, you know, weren't under. You know, they're kind of joking around. But that's what the Forty cast was all about. Was all about just having fun and 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 you know, giving each other a bad time. And uh, and I'm I'm hoping that as we as I play these every other week, that you'll start to see that they're starting to warm up. And really embrace craft beer and and get into uh, you know to trying new beers and, uh, and and following my advice. So I'm glad, Tara, that you enjoy the little episodes. I'm going to keep releasing them, and I hope uh, there's some enjoyment in all these little flashes flash, flashes back to the past. All right, we also had some feedback uh, since the last episode. Starting off with some iTunes reviews, we had two new iTunes reviews since our last episode. Uh Jim mentioned on the show that he had written an iTunes review but it hadn't gone through yet. It's now officially on iTunes. So thank you, Jim, for that. And then we have a new listener, uh, William Schlimmer. Uh he goes by FTL Willie on Untapped. Uh he started following us on all the different social medias and untapped and has been a really active uh you know person on the Untapped, uh, you know, making comments and stuff. I really appreciate that. So thank you, William, for listening and leaving the iTunes review. Uh, we really appreciate. It. I'm glad you enjoy the show, and uh, keep telling your friends, get more people to listen, and uh, keep checking into those beers on Untapped. As we go through the week, uh, we have a, a group uh, text. What is it? Uh, text, group text. Group text. Yeah, group text between John, Chris, and I. And we well, you know a lot of times John will use it to go ahead and and interject answers to questions that we ask him on the show that he doesn't, you know answer until he listens to the show uh, or, you know, he just give us a bad time uh, like John mm. is good at doing, which we yeah. really appreciate. We get some good laughs and he likes to fill us in on what's going on. So I thought I'd take this time to go ahead and, and answer uh, or read, read back some feedback from John on some of the questions that he answered and some f- feedback on how Trek Brewing's doing. So uh, first off the Pacific crest trail Remember I mentioned I was drinking on the show a couple shows ago, maybe three shows ago, four shows ago now, mm-hmm. uh, that I was drinking the Crux Fermentation Project uh, PCT Porter, and uh, that I mentioned that the Pacific Crest, Crest Trail had a stop off there near the brewery, and, uh, and I didn't know much about it. Well, guess what? John fills us in on the gaps that we're missing. The Pacific Crest Trail runs from the border of Mexico through California, Oregon, and Washington and ends at the border of Canada. Wow,
1: that's a long trail. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, that's the West Coast version of the Appalachian Trail pretty yeah,
2: much. Yeah, that is that is all the way from one end to the other and there's no way I would make that hike. That's a long hike. Yeah.
1: And I got to tell you, 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 you kind of mentioned that these were all in group in a group text with the three of us. It's kind of funny. It's, you know, 2.30 in the afternoon. And all of a sudden that we just get this text that just says, hey, this is what the Pacific Coast Trail is. And I'm like, what the hell? is? Oh, that's right. We were talking about that. <laughs> yeah. So if he can't tell us we're wrong or screwing something up live, he's going to do it on a text, which I very much appreciate. Yeah. 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 So he also tells us about the King of Ohio. It's a
2: competition that focuses on a single style beer each year. And he says this year it was the focus was on the IPA style. Now I can't remember what brought that up. Was that something the craft beer Joe mentioned or someone else? Yeah,
1: uh, him or the gnarly gnome. Gnarly gnome. Um, they were checking into stuff that I was reading off on the, uh, the what our listeners are drinking. Okay. We still need, I still think we need a new name for, <laughs> um, <laughs> send us your ideas to tap the craft at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, That we were talking about that I I, and I said something to the effect of I would assume this is an Ohio craft beer competition. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, now we know. know.
2: Yeah. Now Mm -hmm. we know. Mm -hmm. And he also says that he also uses Podcast Addict to play his podcast. That was uh, Chad's podcast app of choice. So there's two people that use it. So if you need a good application on, I think Google phones. I'm guessing Android. I'm guessing that's for Android app. Uh, podcast addict. And then he said, uh, Arcane L works, uh, dessert Eagle is delicious. Now, did we talk about that beer? He just wanted to tell us that he's drinking some awesome beer.
1: I would, I would have to imagine that. I don't think we talked about that beer, but I, just because we talk about Arcane so much, um, that he wanted to chime in that he had a special beer. And that was, uh, I believe, that is like a special release. That is like something you'd go stand in line for. Oh wow! So someone yeah. must. So his aunt and uncle must have uh, hooked I'd, him up. Again. Well, that's here in Tampa. <laughs> man. <laughs> I don't know if he's got beer mules down here or what, but
2: hook the brother up. Yeah, 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 for sure. And then some uh, Trek Brewing news. He says that uh, you know he he sent us a little article that uh, he that Trek Brewing has partnered up with McKenna's Market in Newark to create some signature beer cheese dip and beer mustard. Wow, they're already marketing their beer in uh, collaborations with uh, food. That's awesome. So they're getting their name out there. Uh, And he had to rub it in to us that he was going to the 450 North Brewing Corn Maze Beer Festival that was held this last Saturday well, first I'll tell you, the the brewery or this brew fest actually was serving beers from 86 breweries across 22 states. So that's a lot of different breweries. And he said the winner for him was Dewey, beer Company's, uh, was Dewey Beer Company, who was out of Dewey Beach, Delaware. He says all three beers that they served up were fantastic. There was two sours and a hazy beer that were all very, very good. And he says he hasn't checked into the beers because there was no cell service. Uh, at the, or at least for him, there was no cell service at oh. the festival, so he was waiting. He never checked anything in, so he'll probably do late check-ins for those.
1: Yeah. Now I was just looking at that. I forgot that it was called the Corn Maze Beer Fest. Yeah. And I was just thinking when you said that, I was like, wouldn't it be kind of neat that you just build this corn corn maze and then put different breweries in different sections of the beer maze? <laughs> you gotta try to get yourself out while you're con- while you're continually just getting drunk. More uh, and more drunk on yeah, the way out. <laughs> yeah. Now
2: that would be amazing and also maybe mind numbing because I just went to the corn maze this Saturday with my grandson and we went through the mini maze, which is a small uh-huh. one, and that alone took us like fifteen, twenty minutes to get out of a sh- of a short little maze. <laughs> I would not want to be in a big maze uh, and uh-huh. and in drinking beer and then trying to get from find my way back to because uh, some breweries may never get. To, Seen if there's, you know, at a bad spot yeah, in the maze. Yeah, yeah. But that would be cool. But what to, what to yeah. find out, John will have to chime in in a few weeks from now on whether or not they
1: they had to walk through the beer maze to get to the beer. Yeah, well, we just get a text from him and we'll just say, that's exactly how it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, what, exactly. What is exactly. Exactly how it was. All right, Chris, why don't you go ahead and read the next three feedbacks? All right. So we got some uh, some feedback on Twitter. First one comes from Matt Helmer at Devious Mr. Matt. And he says, Holy shit. <laughs> Listening to At Tap the Craft special episode with his first brew buzz from the 40 cast. That brings back some memories.
0: Yeah.
2: And, yeah. So yeah.
1: Hold on, hold on. so Matt,
2: Matt was one of my co-hosts on the 40 cast. So uh, we've right. been friends for a long time, drinking beer together. We've met up a few times in real life. Uh, in fact... The remember, I, I think you remember uh, when we vit, went to trek. We met up with Vic, Joe, and oh, yeah. Matt. Both are two co-hosts of the Forty Cast. Uh, we all met it at uh, at the Trek Brewing when I visited there. So,
1: well, you know the rule about these guys—they don't exist until they leave a voicemail. Now I know, I know Vic <laughs> exists because I'm friends with him on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah and
2: he's been on the show. He was uh, he guest-hosted with us uh, on early episodes. Oh, did he? Yeah. I, that's that was a long that, yeah that's a long time ago <laughs> yeah like episode five or six or something like that like way back well, when
1: well that's a good segue into our next one from uh, David Makazuki at Yo two thousand he says listening to episode one thirty four another excellent episode season six really <laughs> it's been six years man I am getting old laugh out loud <laughs> yeah David you are getting old buddy. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, from Mr. Kyle Lilly at Kyle in Ohio, he mentions on Twitter, finally catching up with episode 135. And I had to laugh at Chris talking about fall in Florida. Yeah, it, it happens. <laughs> it was 91 yesterday, October 1st here in Ohio. Definitely doesn't feel like fall. Hashtag craft beer.
2: Yeah, there was a heat wave that came through. Uh, it's, it's. I mean, it's a weird weather has been weird lately, right? I mean, Mhm. I mean, it's uh, even for us here in October, it is way warm for uh, for being as late as it is in this year. I mean, it's usually not cold, cold, but I mean, there's been times when we've actually gotten snow, you know, before Halloween. Not very often, but I mean, it usually gets pretty chilly, but it's been
1: pretty warm here in the Boise area. Well, we even had that. uh, That was a normal thing, like uh, for Halloween, where we lived in Ohio and I'm sure Kyle can back me up on this one. Like you got to bundle up to go out for t- treating, um, during Halloween where we were, I mean, we, it would snow occasionally yeah. on, on Halloween <laughs> night. So, um, but yeah, we're, we're kind of running into some very odd weather here too. Now you, you guys are all talking about how hot it is in October for you guys. And we're kind of sitting at some very consistent, pleasurable temperatures. Now it's still warm in the middle of the day, but, uh, You know, right now, I mean, we've got a thunderstorm blowing through right now, but it's probably just nice and breezy and just, it's 76 degrees outside. It's perfect out there. Yeah. That's beer drinking weather. Yeah. That's stout season. (laughs) Yeah, that's stout season for (laughs) sure. (laughs) (laughs) All
2: right. And the last, uh, the last one is a, is a conversation that our buddy Matt Knight at Skinny Matt K, he starred on Twitter and so I, I'm taking this one because I was the one involved with uh, the interaction here. So it's a lot easier for me to, mm-hmm. to fill in the blanks. So um, he's, he wrote, I see a Costco run in my future. And this is posted with a photo of the 2019 Advent craft beer box that Costco sells every year. Now, um, I've seen this box and I've been curious about, you know, grabbing said box. But in our area, they go very quickly. I just, you know, in past, in some years when I, when it first started coming out, I wasn't, wasn't fast enough to grab one. But then now I, I actually see them. I've seen them in the last few years, but I've chosen not to pick them up for a couple reasons. One, they're very expensive. I mean, like 60 plus dollars for 24 beers, which is pretty expensive. Um, that's the first thing. Second th- reason is they are being, sold in the end of August. And if you start to drink them in the beginning of February, guess what? Your beer is already a minimum of five months old. And that's old beer, right? So I'm like, now I'm going to pay $60 for a box of beer and it's going to be old beer when I drink it. Uh, (laughs) I've I've chosen, maybe I'll take my chances and buy uh, more beer that's fresh and good for my money, so I haven't picked it up again this year. So I kind of mentioned the comment that yeah, it's out of my price range, uh, uh, you know, for me. And then he writes back, well, you know, um, to be honest, I'm hoping to find it when it's marked down after Christmas. I'll use it as a birthday countdown. Well, then I go and I explain what I just explained, like, well, you know, that might not be a good idea because you might get it for a discounted price of thirty dollars instead of sixty, but you're still going to be drinking six month old beer by time it's you know past christmas and i guarantee there won't be any of those boxes left for discount i i mean no i think those go you know there's people that buy them because of the novelty or whatever and they go pretty quick so i i bet if i go back right now and look at the costco there's no none of those boxes are left you know in two weeks they're gone so So then um, your own what's that
1: you just make your own
2: yeah, you can make your own. And that's what John's done. John's mentioned on the show many times that his wife, Kristen, uh, makes him an Advent beer box every year and mm-hmm. uh, and fills it with, uh, you know, with some really good quality beer. So, he's, you know, he has his own and, and a lot cheaper, I'm sure, and and beers that are going to be winners for sure. You don't know what you're getting in this beer box from Costco, right? And they might right. not be winners. Uh, so, I explained that uh To Matt and then Tom Joseph chimes in because I asked in one of the, in the post, I said, Hey, let us, let me know out there if you guys have tried this and what you think. So Tom Joseph jumped in and he says, I got it last year. Big disappointment. All average beers at best with a hefty price tag. Now he's claiming his were $2.50 per 16 ounce can. Mm -hmm. I, that might have been last year. I, I'm, I think it was. $60, Sixty dollars, maybe a little bit more than sixty dollars at my Costco, and I think each Costco area might have a little bit different pricing too. Uh, so maybe it's two fifty, three, you know, three dollars a can. Um, you know, maybe not super outrageous, but I think it was more expensive actually. Um, and he goes, I think you can do better creating your own. That's my plan this year. Although I just saw that Aldi is one uh, has one this year too. I'm a sucker for something new if it's cheap enough. Mm-hmm. I might try it. So we already talked about Aldi beer actually being decent, right? We had some listeners that were drinking Aldi beer and said, hey, this stuff is actually not bad. Yeah. But are they going to be able to put together 24, you know, unique beers that are good? I mean, I wonder what's going to be in that box. Repeats? Well, yeah, it'll probably have to be. Yeah. All right, so hey, any listeners out there who have experienced a Costco box and thinks that I'm full of crap and that everyone should go out and buy it, let us know. Or if you have other Advent boxes or suggestions for making your own, hey, let us know. We'll read them on the air and let people uh, have fun with their Advent, uh, you know, beer boxes, creating themselves or finding them out there for Christmas time for sure. All right, if you'd like to contact the show with your comments or questions, you can reach us through email at tapthecraft.gmail.com at or on Twitter. Just follow us at Tap the Craft. And Chris would love for you to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tapthecraft. And as you all heard, uh, we do have a voicemail number. It's getting good use now, so let's keep up the good use. Let's get that phones ringing and let us hear your voice. You can call us at 208 536 Three three five nine or two zero eight five three oddly, uh, and you can leave your feedback, leave your questions, leave your uh, uh, beer story, whatever you want on the voicemail. We'd love to hear your voice. And I want to thank Open Forum Radio Network for supporting the show and providing the hosting space at OpenForumRadio.com. And if you enjoy the content that Chris and I are putting out, we know you'll find some other great shows like the following.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Tap the Craft with Denny, John, and Chris. Hey, and if you want to check out more great podcasts, check out the Openform Radio Network over at com. We have such podcasts such as Openform Radio Proper, Facetious, Geeks for the Win, Gamer Husband's Radio, The OMG Hour, Gaming Vessels, Slash Entertainment, and Conspiracy Otter. Hey, thank you so much for checking out Tap the Craft today, and please leave these fellas a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this great show. Hey, thanks again for listening.
2: All right, now it's time for the Brew Buzz. And the Brew Buzz is devoted to discussing various brewery topics. And this week we will discuss the 2019 Great American Beer Festival award winners and uh, just a little bit about the the festival. So starting off, it is the 33rd edition of the most prestigious professional beer competition in the country. Judges evaluated 9,497 entries. That's a lot of beer. I mean,
1: <laughs>
2: that's, that, that's wow. nearly 10,000 beers <laughs> that they had to judge. <laughs> I mean, I'm just blown away that there's that many beers that were put into this, this yeah. uh, competition. Wow. And that's only from 2,295 breweries. So that's only less than a quarter of, well, about a quarter, about a quarter of the breweries that are out there uh, put, put in entries. Uh, representing all 50 states plus Washington D.C., Puerto Rico, and the Virgin Islands. Wow, we got quite, uh, you know, quite the entries there. And they awarded 318 medals to 283 breweries. So there's a lot of single breweries out there that won, you know, won medals. Uh, not as many repeat offenders. I mean, repeat winners. <laughs> <laughs> hey. So, so yeah, those are the stats. Uh, a couple of real quick stats I want to cover. Uh, the category with the highest number of entries this year was the juicy or hazy, hazy IPA. Now, interesting, right? This industry, this, uh, category was just brought in to the, uh, style guidelines and stuff, uh, just recently. So it's a brand new style, but it took, it took the lead. Uh, 348 entries, three, nearly 350 entries just in the hazy IPA category. 401st, 401, 401 first time entries so there's 401 of those breweries the first time they entered into the great american beer festival and 37 first time gabf winners so there's there's the uh the stats for that nice and short and sweet with the stats but still i'm blown away that there were so many beers entered in to uh you know into this competition so now i always like to also Look at the the most entered style categories to find out what beers are being entered in. You know the most, and of course in the past, it's always been IPA, double IPA, uh, you know pale ale, and you know there's been it's always been hoppy beers have been the number you know the, the best uh, beers. Uh, let's see if it's different this year. So I'll, Chris, I'll start off with a couple first couple, and then you can read the the next three. So okay, uh, the category with the most we've already mentioned is the Juicy or Hazy IPA with 348 entries. And the winner, uh, that one, uh, well, let's go. I'm going to go in backwards order here. We're going to start with bronze, silver, and gold. So the bronze medal winner is from Pond Farm Brewing uh, from Devil's Gulch. Oh, wait, that's the that's the, uh, Pond Farm Brewing is the brewery. Devil's Gulch is the beer. And they're out of San Rafael, California. So I've never heard of Pond Farm Brewing, but they went to bronze. They must make a damn good Hazy IPA. A City Lights Brewing for their hazy IPA. They're out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Won silver, and then the gold medal winner was from Old Irving Brewing Company. It's called Beezer, and they're out of Chicago, Illinois. Uh, so I haven't heard of any of those breweries before. So good, for, good on them for taking on the the highest entered uh, category and winning uh, a medal. Mm-hmm. The the second high. Hi- oh, go ahead. You know.
1: No, no. I was just gonna say that the uh, they uh, they've already set the dates for the next couple of years for these. If you guys ever want to go, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the breweries that were in the competition this year, according to their website, was uh twenty two ninety five. Isn't that what was up there? Yep. Yeah, twenty two ninety five last year, twenty four hundred and four breweries. Oh, entered. it's down this year. Yeah. Does it say how many entries we're in? So it says that the um. There were 800 breweries at the festival, which, uh, so 800 breweries at the festival, but there were 2,295 breweries at the competition. Yeah. Um, There were 4,000 beers at the festival, but uh, like you mentioned, there were uh, 9,400 entries in the competition, so kind of going off of uh, some stats between the actual festival mm. and then the actual competition so That's
2: true. Yeah. I guess I just covered the uh the competition mostly. I thought that was the festival. Yeah, there's a the, I think they keep it at 800 every year. Is, I think they keep it a set uh number of breweries that can come into the uh, to do the festival. But uh I mean, it's a big festival. I I've kind of come to the realization that I don't want to go to Great American Beer Festival because it's just too big. <laughs> I mean, I want to try everything, and I'm not going to be able to try everything, and I'd be disappointed if I can't have everything. So I don't even want to go.
1: I'd rather just Whoa. enjoy beer. Yeah. There was a there was actually a thousand and one more entries uh, this year than there was last year, mm. um, wow. and they had they had 322 judges. So let's get back to let's get back to our stuff. I'm I'm sending us off on a tangent. So ah, let's, let's okay, get back to that.
2: All right, so the second uh, the second one is the American-style IPA. The regular old IPA that was the, the winner, of the highest one in, in past years, uh, gave up the reign, but it was only slightly behind the hazy, 342 entries. Now, keep in mind, that just an IPA right, right there, right? That's 690 right. entries yeah. for IPA. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of entry, it's just for IPAs. Um, starting back again uh, for the bronze medal winners from Coronado Brewing, I have heard of Coronado Brewing. Yep. This is a production facility called it's uh, their beer was called Weekend Vibes IPA. They're out of San Diego, California. Silver goes to Green Cheek Brewing Company with their radiant beauty and they're out of Orange county or Orange California, and I have heard of Green Cheek because they've been on the four Brewers a couple times. Uh, and I enjoy their story it's a brewery that I think I would enjoy visiting if I'm down in the orange California area and the gold winner from com com is that comrade
1: I would go with comrade
2: I was gonna say comrade yeah comrade Brewing uh, their beer more dodge less ram Denver Colorado <laughs> brewery I like that name yeah <laughs> and
1: i've I've never heard I don't remember the brewery but I remember hearing that beer name
2: yeah, yeah. Previously so,
1: before tonight. yeah.
2: So they won the gold. And I like to, hey, at least we got a, a gold winner with a cool name. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. That one. helps. That helps. All right, Chris, why don't you take the next three?
1: All right. So, category number 25, the fruited American style sour. They had 215 entries for this one. And taking bronze was from Edmunds Oast Brewing Company with their sour blackberry raspberry uh, out of Charleston, South Carolina. Silver went to Storm Peak Brewing Company with their Hoochie Mama. Hoochie Mama. uh, From Steamboat Springs, Colorado. And then the gold went to St. Elmo Brewing Company. uh, Their beer, Roxanne, out of Austin, Texas. Ah, okay. Hey, got a good no- got another good name in there. Yeah, uh, for the silver. So yeah, um, and the next one was going to be category forty three was the German style pilsner. Wow, now, where these, uh, wait, where'd the pilsner
2: come in? Right, It's t- they stole the some glory here with the top yeah, five uh, almost, category.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, and almost two hundred entries. Yeah, uh, one hundred eighty three entries in the German style pilsner category. Uh, the bronze went to Hardywood West Creek for their Pills out of Richmond, Virginia. Um, Silver went to Family Business Beer Company for their Golden Age Pilsner out of Dripping Springs, Texas. And the Gold went to Blind Owl Brewery for their Parliament Drive. Uh, and They're out of Indianapolis, Indiana. So still two categories that I've never heard of these breweries either. Uh, yeah. You? Have you heard no, of any of them? No,
2: not I never heard of any of them. And honestly, their beer names are so lame, so... Oh. They, they don't deserve to <laughs> win. They gotta have Tell a- them,
1: Denny. <laughs> Your beer names suck. Come on, man. you got to have something <laughs> a little bit more original. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. All right. And uh, the last one we're going to talk about is Category 66, the Imperial IPA with 173 entries. Hey, we got one here in Florida, the yeah. Brew Hub for yeah. their bronze, uh, their beer called Chero. Uh, they're here out of Lakeland, Florida. Have, have uh, you had that before? Or ha- no, I haven't. Oh. Uh, we talked about brew hub, a couple of Brew Hub's beers a couple of episodes yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I've never had. Well, you know, there's really only one way to find out if I've ever had it. It's <laughs> so the check it untapped. <laughs> yeah, but while we're, while we're looking at that too, um, the Silver went to Westbound and Down Brewing Company for their Westbound Double IPA out of Idaho Springs, Colorado. Uh, no, I have not had it. Okay. Um, and the gold went to Alvarado Street Brewery for their double cone beer out of Salinas, California.
2: Okay. All right. Well, there we go. There's the top five categories and the winners of each of the medals there. So the most medal brewery, this is the brewery that won the most medals. It's not, uh, I mean, they won three medals. So that's uh, pretty impressive, right? If you if you submit, I mean, I wonder how many beers that this brewery actually entered. I'm guessing, you know, three to five maybe. You know, I don't know if they get a discount if they enter more beers in or not. Uh, but they won three. It's Rowley Farmhouse Ales out of Santa Fe, uh, New Mexico. Uh, I never heard of Rowley Farmhouse Ales, but they did win uh, three medals. They won a bronze for the Cote d'Or double S- cerise. Uh, is the name of the beer? It's a mixed culture Brett beer. And just for fun, I went ahead and put in how many entries were in that category. There was 94 entries in that category. So it actually had some decent, you know, decent number of entries. And they won bronze for that one. Uh, they won silver for their beer, Agent, or- Agent Orange, which is an app or age. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? I'm Agent go Orange beer. <laughs> apple brandy barrel beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was in the wood and barrel age sour beer category 82 entries in that one so again there was you know there was a good number of entries in there it wasn't like there's was only you know 15 or so and then their gold medal so they went a bronze silver and gold their gold nice. uh medal is is for a beer called meyer and it's the german style sour ale only 63 entries in that one so they won gold in this in the lowest entry when they submitted and and uh, silver, bronze, and the other. So good for them. A, a brewery that I I've, I've never heard of, but they, it sounds like they do a lot of farmhouse and uh, Brett and, and sour type beers. I, I just want to quickly talk about you know one of the breweries that I've wanted to visit for many years is Jester King because they're kind of a similar uh, you know brewery style as this Rowley Farms. I, I'm taking a lot of farmhouse ales, a lot of uh, mixed culture Brett, uh, you know sour type ales, and I've been really curious about it. Now, my fascination with them started five years ago or so. Um, now, moving forward five years, now that I'm finding it's, it harder and harder for me to drink sour ales because I'm getting old <laughs> and my stomach can't handle too many sour things before I start to have problems that cause me some health issues with my esophagus, um, I don't drink as much sour as I used to. I still drink gozes. I still drink some Berliner Weisses. I'll, I'll drink a lot of farmhouse sales, but i but those aren't really sour those are just you know just just farmhouse sales. Mm-hmm. so now i don't know if i'm going to you know i'd like to visit jester king just so i say i've been there and and see the brewery and drink and try some of their beers but i'm not as it's not as high on my bucket list as it was once before because i now i'm afraid i'm not going to be able to drink as much beer from there that i that i would have liked to when i when my stomach could handle uh that much hmm. different you know Uh, sour beer so this is a little side note that I wanted to throw out there okay I'm going to go ahead and talk about now we're going to talk about three states there's you know there's 50 states plus some other extra things in there but we're not going to talk about all those winners we're going to talk about three Idaho, Florida, and Ohio I'm in Idaho Chris is in Florida, John's in Ohio so we got to talk about those three states plus Chris lives in Ohio he has a little bit of uh, you know Of uh, pull back to the Ohio area so I'm gonna go ahead and talk about uh, Idaho wins they won four medals in the Great American Beer Festival three golds and one silver Wow nice job Idaho going with the gold medal winners I'm starting off with a brewery that I've talked about many times on the show it's literally the closest brewery to my house so I often stop there on the way home from work and have a beer because I enjoy their beer, and they make very good beer. Uh, this is Mad Sweet Brewing, and they won gold medal for their Naked Sunbather Brown Ale, and they entered it into the Brown Style or American-style Brown Ale category, which had 99 entries in there. So again, uh, they entered it into the real style that it is, and they actually won gold. And there was actually almost a hundred entries in there. So I have to hand it to a brewery that actually submits their beer into the category it's supposed to be submitted in and wins gold. That means it's a real quality beer there. So I I raised my hand up to Mad Swede. Uh yeah. the the second Boise brewery brewing or Boise Brewery that won is Boise Brewing. They won another medal, a gold medal, for their Black Cliffs American Stout. Now they've won silver a number of years. This is the first time they've won gold for this beer. So um, again, they entered it into the American style stout, which is the which is the taxing American stout. So it's the a, a proper uh, entry. And but but keep in mind there was only 55 entries in there. So maybe that might have had something to do with the the gold this time instead of silver. Is that uh, you know it outbeat even less less competition in that category. And then other the other uh, gold medal winner was from Sockeye Brewing. In fact, I was drinking Sockeye earlier in the show. Uh, but this is their Redfish Rock Bock. And they entered this beer into the smoked beer category. There were 60 entries in that one. They took gold. And the silver entry from my favorite Idaho brewery, yes, still my favorite, Grand Teton Brewing for their Black Cauldron Imperial Stout, which is a fantastic Imperial Stout. I love that beer. Uh, they're out of Victor, Idaho. And uh, they won silver with 93 entries in that category for Imperial Stout. Uh, and again, it's an Imperial Stout. Entered into the Imperial Stout category, took silver. And they've won gold. I think they've won gold and silver in that with this beer in the past, too. So it's not the first time they've won. Uh, but it's nice to see they're still producing great beer. All right, Chris, you had a few more breweries in Florida that won medals. So why don't you go ahead and talk about them?
1: We sure did. So we had... Uh nine in the state of florida we had one gold six silver and two bronze now the first one we're going to talk about it was a gold medal uh <laughs> from a beer you've already talked about yeah from cigar cities <laughs> maduro brown ale uh, yeah and, that, and uh i don't know like you said it's a it's a solid brown i mean i i kind of default to that uh if it's available in kind of a lesser exciting beer menu in <laughs> <laughs> certain places um but you know it's it's this is a good solid one you could drink on a pretty regular basis so. Now, now
2: what category did it win
1: it won the brown porter
2: yeah so huh. uh, which is interesting because when i was drinking this beer i was trying to think you know i already knew ahead of time that they had won this this award mm-hmm. i drank this beer last night so I already knew they won the award and I knew what category they entered in and I as I was drinking it I was thinking to myself now would I you know would I drink this beer and would I think that it might fall into the porter category yes or no and honestly um I think it could fall into the porter category and why do I say that because it does have a stronger roast character to it than a normal brown ale would have now there was the toffee flavor and some of the chocolate in there but remember i i mentioned that i got that hint of coffee and i don't believe the coffee you know coffee flavor i was getting was not from coffee being added but from the dark roast coming through in the beer and because of that dark roast almost coffee character i was getting and the fact that this beer is really creamy they put some oats in there i think because this beer had a super creamy body, which I really enjoyed. Put those two things together and yeah, I think it could actually, you know, fall into a, a porter category. So I, I don't I don't fault him for entering into that category. Sure.
1: All right. So moving on to the next two that I'm super excited about personally. Uh, the first beer was called Contains Chocolate by our friends over at Corporate Ladder Brewing Company in Palmetto, Florida. Oh, yeah. And uh, they entered in the chocolate beer category, which had 68 entries. And I'm excited to say that I've had that beer. Oh, all right. What'd you rate it? Three and, uh, and a half. I, dude, I do not This is a solid 3.25. <laughs> <laughs> uh then the next one again is one that i talk about a lot oh yeah uh, at least this line of beers the dessert station the cherry almond cookie dessert station from corporate ladder brewing company again they entered the field beer category with 104 entries and uh again i, I that was probably that was the i actually drank that beer while we recorded in the brewery with him nice Yeah, very well deserved on that one. I think there's still some dessert station beers in my beer cooler, which we have to drink so I can brew more beer. (laughs) Um, Another silver medal went to the eighteen ninety eighteen ninety 1890 Founders Ale from Grayton Beer Company in Santa Rosa Beach, Florida in the American style amber red ale category. Um, another silver went to Quat. Oh, I didn't know they entered uh Quat Tampa Bay Brewing Company, which I've had this beer before as well in Ybor City mm-hmm. and also in uh, I believe they have another location in West Chase, Florida, but yeah Chad Ybor City, Tampa Bay Brewing Company you should go visit mm-hmm. uh it's the American style fruit beer is the category they entered in that one um Florida Sunshine. Uh, This is another Silver Florida Sunshine by Crooked Can Brewing Company in Winter Garden, Florida. That was the Munich-style Hellas category. And also uh, Yarmouth from Arcane Ale Works in Largo, Florida. We just talked about them. Yeah, that's a Scottish-style ale. Uh, The last two are going to be Bronze. Uh, One was called Somebody Else's Dream from Fort Myers Brewing Company in Fort Myers, Florida. That was also in the Chocolate Beer category. (laughs) <laughs> Blake beat you. Um, <laughs> and the and last but not least uh, was uh, Sharo or Sharo from Brew Hub in Lakeland, Florida entered in the Imperial IPA category. Yeah, sweet, sweet. Okay, I'll read part
2: of these uh, Ohio ones. You can read part because there's fifteen. Yeah, I mean Ohio came in of the three and they just like kicked kicked the kicked our butts think we don't have to read California. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to read all that, but uh, I, I'm sure they all had, but I, I will say that I went through the list, and I, I was shocked at how many breweries I had never heard of winning mm-hmm. awards, and I'm just like, man, there's a lot, and like I read earlier, there was a lot of breweries that the first time entering into the contest, there was, what, what did I say, 400? Oh, well, let me look it up here real quick. 401, 401 first time uh, brewery entrance, and 37 of them were the First time winners. So,
1: yeah. um, that's pretty. It's becoming a participation trophy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. So I'll start it off with the first uh, half and I'll let Chris finish off the second half so you don't get tired of, uh, of hearing our voices. So I'll start with the golds. So gold winner for Hold the Rains from Brink Brewing Company out of Cincinnati. They won gold for their English style mild ale. Uh, gold for Listerman Brewing's scoring discrepancies. They're out of Cincinnati for the field beer, field beer category, so that, that's pretty impressive there. They have 104 entries in that, so that wasn't a. Also, oh, they're level. the one that beat Blake. Oh, yeah, you're right. They did yeah. beat. Yeah. So listen, man. So Ohio beat <laughs> uh, beat out. Uh, yeah, good. And but it, hey,
1: if he's if he's gonna if he's gonna take second place to a brewery, that's a pretty good brewery to take second place. Yeah, to. yeah,
2: for sure, for sure. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, Ohio won 15 total awards, five in each category: five gold, five silver, five bronze. So, uh, the third, bron- third goal or third gold that they won was Bonehead Imperial Red from Fatheads Brewery. Uh, this is the uh, the brewery that was in uh, North Olmsted, Ohio, and they won in the Imperial Red Ale category. Fatheads is a brewery we see every year winning multiple mm-hmm. awards from the different breweries. Oh, yeah. so I mean I'm not surprised that we saw Fatheads for sure. And the, la- uh, the next gold, uh, the fourth gold, was uh, prosperity wheat from the Market Garden brewery. This is a production brewery out of Cleveland, Ohio, for the South German-style Heveweisen. And the last gold is the Mu- the Moosey Brink Brewing Company's oh. oh. Oh, moozy from Brink Brewing Company. Oh, I, I messed up there. Moosey <laughs> from Brink Brewing Company out of Cincinnati, Ohio, for the Sweet Stout or Cream Stout category. They went a gold. Uh, the first silver uh, is from the beer Allegra from Millersburg Brewing out of Millersburg, Ohio, from the American-style Sour Ale category. Next silver is from Clear Sky Daybreak, which is the beer, from Wolf's Ridge Brewing out of Columbus, Ohio. And this is the coffee style beer or coffee beer style. And I know that, uh, you know, John spoke uh, quite a bit about Wolf's Ridge brewing uh, when he was on the, on the show. So it's, and I'm glad to see they won something there. All right, Chris, why don't you go ahead and take the rest?
1: All right. So the next silver is going to be from Taft's brewing company in Cincinnati, Ohio for a beer called, are you pricklish? Uh, It's going to be in their collab competition.
2: Okay. I
1: I can appreciate that name. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but I'm curious to know about it. Now. So, <laughs> uh, uh, next silver is going to be, uh, from Ryan Geist innovation brewery out of Cincinnati, Ohio, Cincinnati's uh, stepping up their yeah. beer game too. Yeah. Um, they brewed a beer called quid, uh, which is an English style summer ale. Okay. Um, fat showing up again, but this is out of their facility in Canton, Ohio. Uh, they had a beer called hop stalker, which was in the fresh hop beer category. Yeah. Um, and we've got the J-A-F-I-P-A uh, from the J-A-F-B. And for those of you that aren't aware, the J-A-F-B just stands for just another fucking brewery. Oh, uh, <laughs> I in, didn't know that. <laughs> in Worcester, Ohio. Not Wooster, <laughs> but Worcester, Ohio. Uh, <sighs> the American-style strong pale ale. Wow. Uh, Next on, oh, so that was a bronze, and then the next are going to be bronze as well, Murder Ballads by Noble Beast Brewing Company in Cleveland, Ohio, the Baltic-style porter. Yeah, I can appreciate yeah. that name. Absolutely. Um, Schwartz beer from Hoffbrau House in Cleveland, which I never expected Hoffbrau House to enter. Into, enter, yeah. In, yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't know they actually brewed their own beer. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um this is that was the in in the international style dark lager um this beer i actually had a couple of weeks ago from uh, hoppin frog in akron ohio the pentuple which was in the other belgian style ale oh, category yeah. um yeah that one was super sweet and very very strong came in a 12 ounce bottle and it was it, yeah it was, it was big um and last but not least, the Up and Smoke from Hatheads Brewery, Fatheads Brewery in Canton, Ohio, uh, in the Smoke Beer category. Up and Smoke was the name of that beer.
2: Yeah, so they won two in Canton. Fatheads Canton won two, so they just they just missed out on winning the Best Brewery.
1: Yeah, well, I'm I'm kind of irritated with them because they pulled distribution out of Florida, and I really like their beer. Uh, they pulled distribution a couple of years ago to kind of focus on stuff in and around Ohio, mm-hmm. and, I, and I want it back. Yeah,
2: but you know what? They must—they've they, sensed that there is trouble brewing because they closed the Fat Heads uh, pub in Portland, brewing and pub. So,
1: oh, that's right. Yeah, I so I—I I, think
2: they were starting to kind of tighten in the the you know draw in the the strings a little bit and and try to get through this tough this tough spurt. So yeah. they they may have pulled them out temporarily to kind of, you know, reevaluate what they're doing and, and get mm-hmm. strong again. And maybe they'll, they'll branch back out. But I, I, I think it's for the best if they want to keep the breweries going. Now they're still winning awards. They win, like I said, fat heads from all their different production, their different breweries. They win awards, multiple awards every single year at this oh, great yeah. American beer festival. So they're making fantastic beer. They just need to make sure they do their, their business practices as, as good as I can is to stay uh you know stay stay relevant and stay in business for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is our Great American Beer Festival coverage for episode 136. Any last words, Chris, or are we pretty much done good?
1: I'd have to say we're pretty good for the for the day. Okay. Or for well, the for this episode.
2: <laughs> all right. Well let's go ahead and close this show out. But before we do that Go ahead and let's let's raise a glass to some people we want to raise a glass to. So, who would you like to raise a glass to tonight?
1: Well, I would love to raise a glass to uh, Blake and his team over at Corporate Ladder on their silver medals at G G A B F. GABF. Uh, that was so cool to look up at their uh, their social media post and see that. So, I'm really excited to go down there and uh, raise an actual glass in their brewery. Hopefully, he'll let me touch his medals.
2: <laughs> yeah, that'd be
1: awesome. <laughs> have them hanging up on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about you, Denny?
2: Yeah, I have a couple I'd like to uh, raise a glass to. First off, my buddy Alex Fuchs. My uh, he you know lives in Israel, brews some great beer, uh, and, and drinks a lot of great beer. He travels all around the world drinking beer. I'm really envious of him, uh, but you know what? His, his liver is going to go out before mine, I think, because all the <laughs> all the beer he's drinking. But he is a home brewer, and he brews up some really really good beers. He entered into a homebrew contest recently. He entered five beers. And guess what? He took home five medals, two golds, two silvers, and a bronze. And not only that, but he also won best brewer, brewer of the show at this competition because he, his points added up, uh, you know, to the most points. So congratulations to you, Alex. I can't wait to come back to, uh, to Israel and uh, drink your beer, uh, for free.
1: <laughs> Congratulations, Alex. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: that was good news. And then uh, the next toast is a little bit of sad news. Uh, I found out Saturday that over the, well, either Saturday, either Friday night, Sometime between Friday night and Saturday morning, um, one of our open forum radio hosts uh, passed away unexpectedly uh, from, uh, I'm guessing from some illness or something. Uh, I don't know the details, but Terry uh, Prudhomme, uh, known as uh, TMO, well T Money uh, from Houston, uh, passed away to uh, well way before he should have at a, at a younger age, and I'm really uh, heartbroken for that. I've known him, uh, you know, as part of the podcast community and and one of Open Forum Radio's uh, you know family because we're all family uh, for many many years, and it's just sad that I heard that news and my. Uh, my uh, thoughts and prayers go out to his family, his, his kids, his young kids, uh, that, that I hope everything is works out. But I also, uh, my heart is heavy for the Open Forum Radio uh, crew that have podcasted with him for years and years as their main uh, uh, host of the show. And uh, I know that it, they just lost a, a very good friend. So I raise a glass in memory of you, Terry. Cheers. And, of course, being a former serviceman, I... I always want to raise my glass and thank all those who have served and are currently serving in the U.S. military services, protecting our freedoms. I hope you guys that are deployed are able to return home safe for your families very soon. And, Chris, why don't you go ahead and give a toast out to our sponsors?
1: Sure. I want to raise a glass to B Cups, the supplier of outdoor craft beer cups, for partnering up with us. And I encourage our listeners to go visit their site at net. That's bcups.net, or you can go check out the other things they have going on at fermentedreality.com and check out the world's first full line of style-specific plastic beer cups for people on the go. Whether hanging out on the beach, by the pool, hiking in the wilderness, or even enjoying some boating, bee cups are great for any place that you can't use standard glassware. Also, go visit our friends at Tavor and use the promo code TAPTHECRAFT, which is all one word, and it will give any new user a $10 credit after they spend $25. All
2: right. You can find the beers mentioned on the show in the show notes located on the show post at open And if you'd like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at loosecrew. And Chris, how can our f- listeners follow you?
1: So you can find me on Twitter at Chris underscore McKenzie 82 or untapped and Instagram at mck 13 And, of course, you can always interact with us on the Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash tap the craft.
2: All right. It is last call. It's time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank you for downloading and listening. And, of course, we want you to go tell a friend and also subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Google Play, and now on Spotify or on Podcast Addict or however you listen to your podcast. As a reminder, we release a new show every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers.